Good evening, good evening. We're back in action. We're locked through launch, as we say in Hawk. My name is Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio number 192. 192. And this has been one of those videos, podcasts that have taken a while to kind of, you know, come to fruition and get going. But um, now that it's here, it, it, it's fantastic. And there's a very good story behind this. I'm, I'm pleased to introduce two parts of the, of the trident here of this book we're going to talk about, The Warrior's Book of Virtues. Uh, Matt Bloom, United States Marine Corps, and Richard Bryan, United States Navy retired, and Matt Bloom, United States Marine Corps. The authors are, are two of the three authors of the book, The Warrior's Book of Virtues. Gentlemen, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having us here. Absolutely, guys. This, this has been a while in coming, and I'm going to start off by saying that um, I got a hold of your book. Huge, huge shout out to uh, Ben Biddick of the Get Up Nation podcast. Ben Biddick is a published author, Army veteran, uh, works in um, the healthcare industry and, and private coaching. And he said, you got to read this book. And gentlemen, I'm not a fan of self-help books traditionally. Uh, I find them to be marketed and sold to people who are vulnerable and, you know, open to, you know, having that crutch there, right? And, and this book was not it. This book was not it at all. And I feel the, 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 the concepts you all talk about can really apply to the situation we're in right now with COVID-19. So, um, just before we get into the meat of the matter, uh, I just want to know if you guys would talk about your military experience. Um, you guys are both in different branches, you did different things. Let's see here. We'll save the Marine Corps for last. <laughs> Brian, tell us about your Navy career. And you stayed in, you retired 20 years. I did. I was active duty for uh, 22 years. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of, it was, it was never really the plan to make a career out of the military. You know, I was a, you know, young, uh, young kid growing up in Philadelphia, always kind of found ways to get in trouble. You know, just normally stupid stuff, nothing, you know, nothing trouble, trouble, but it was always finding it, you know, and it's uh, so long story short, I ended up in the military and, uh, you know, the first thing I did was get in trouble. I'm not, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, you know, so, you know, I can remember I was uh, probably 19 years old. Uh, my girlfriend was pregnant at the time, who's now my wife, and we've been married for 30 years and have three sons. So she wow, has been congratulations. a long, long time. But anyway, I was 19 years old, and, and I was in trouble, and I found myself going to Captain's Mast and, and standing in front of a, of a man who uh, – was a recovering alcoholic and very religious and very stern and straightforward. And, uh, and, uh, and I was scared to death. I was scared to death that this man controlled basically my life. I was scared to death that this man was going to put me out of the Navy with another than honorable discharge or a dishonorable discharge. And because of uh, a stupid, you know, mistake that I made, you know, being a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and what I found is I had some senior enlisted guys who kind of took me under their wing and kind of you know, reared me and, and, and kind of got me through all that. 
you know, one was, you know, was a yeoman senior chief. He was the ship's yeoman and he spent a lot of time with the CO and the XO was able to spend a little time with them and say, Hey, listen, this kid's not necessarily a shit bag. Well, am I allowed to say that? Or, uh, Oh yeah, this is military. This is military. We're salty here. You know, you know, he may be a little rough around the edges and need a little bit of, uh, you know, discipline and maturity the hard way, i.e. take them, you know, below, you know, into the bilges and slap the shit out of them. Um, so long story short, I stood in front of the man and I got, and I got racked. I mean, and it was rightfully so. I'm not going to tell you what I did, but, you know, it was dumb. Uh, but, I, you know, I got, you know, reduced in rate, you know, 45 days restriction. Um, you know, spent a lot of time in the bilges thinking, but talking to a lot of these senior old heads in the Navy, and they were old heads, trust me, you know, about you know, life and, 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 and how to, uh, you know, change my ways, I guess, for lack of a better term. And it was probably the greatest lesson that ever happened to me and uh, kind of set my path going forward into the military. Uh, without that experience, I don't know. I may have just gotten out after four years or I may have just, uh, you know, I don't know. But in any way, kind of set me on a path. I mean, I, you know, obviously I took the reduction and I, and I worked my way up through the ranks and spent a majority of my career on the green side, you know, as a doc, which was the greatest, you know, time of my life. Now, we have a question real quick. Is it true? I, I, I've been told two things for the last 20 years of my life. A gallon, well, three things. Gallon of water a day, Motrin, and clean socks. Is it that simple, Doc? <laughs> if, you, if you have H2O, 800 milligram Motrin, Ranger Candy if you're an Army dog, whatever, and you can change your socks when you're told, then you're going to survive just about anything that gets thrown at you, to include tours in Iraq and when you get hit. That's, you know, you know, that's what I told one of the first guys I got hit. Hey, listen, I got you, brother. Don't worry about it. I know your leg may be laying over there, but I'm going to give you a little bit of water. Give me this move, this motion, <laughs> and uh, we're going to clean your socks off and change you and get you squared away and get you on a bird and get you back home. But uh, yeah, pretty true. I mean, that's that's about what they teach you at core school, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's a little bit more than that. But uh, yeah, I certainly uh, gave my share of water, Motrin, and uh, socks out to my guys. We we certainly did a lot of by the numbers with the canteens as well. Uh, some, you know, some knuckleheads need that extra, uh, that extra motivation, that extra push. Like, you know, hey, we're, we're going to do this the easy way or we're going to do it the hard way. So, uh, but, uh, you know, back, back to it, it's just, like I said, spending the majority of my career on the green side was, was the best opportunity I had. It, 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 you know, it helped me grow up. It helped me learn about leadership. It helped me learn about tactics. It helped me learn about just a lot of things that I don't necessarily know that I would have gotten on the blue side. And I wasn't built to be a blue side corpsman. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I mean, they certainly, they do wonderful things and the guys and gals that are working in our clinics are, are, are needed. And, uh, it just not, wasn't necessarily my temperament. Um, so, you know, no, no, I, no, for, for those people who don't know what, what do you mean by blue side, green side? So green side, you spend the majority of your time in the dirt. You know, you're with the Marines, whether, you, you know, whether it's with a grunt unit or a supply unit, you spend all your time on the, uh, the Marine Corps side of the house. So if you don't know, the Marine Corps does not have any medical personnel. Uh, so the Navy provides medical personnel to the Marine Corps, i.e. physicians, nurses, corpsmen. Because um, most people don't know, if you don't know, the Marine Corps is 
the department falls under the Department of the Navy. That's not a yeah, slam that's at the Marine Corps. That's not, you know, and I've heard all the, hey, it's the men's department, all that bullshit. But, <laughs> um, and I'm cool with that. I am. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, so we provide all their medical personnel. But, you know, you're indoctrinated in the Corps. You know, you go to field med school, and it doesn't end in field med school. When you go to field med school, it's six weeks of learning how to march, learning how to clean a weapon, learning how to shoot a weapon you know, learning how to do some rudimentary basic field care, you know, in an unsterile, you know, environment, you know, how to patch them up and get them out of there and get them on their way, you know, if you do go into harm's way. Uh, but there's so much more that you learn when you get with whatever unit you go to. I mean, you learn more from those Marines than you're ever going to learn. And, and it's proof when you actually get out of the training environment and get into a military combat environment that, um, you know, it's amazing how those skills that you didn't realize you were learning or picking up or getting better at or becoming proficient at, um, how they just take over. You know, the fight or flight, it just, it's automatic. And it, it's when, when the rubber hits the road, the lessons you've learned by a lot of your, you know, the NCOs in the Marine Corps and the staff NCOs in the Marine Corps are, are the reason that I had, you know, any success in the Navy um, and on the green side. And don't get me wrong, I... I, I, I was stationed with some, with some, some hard nosed cats. I mean, uh, you know, I, I hate to mention them by name, but I will, but, uh, staff Sergeant Paul Journey at the time was, was one of the staff NCOs that I worked for. And he taught me a valuable lesson when I ran my mouth to him one time, one time. Um, and, and I won't tell you, but, uh, he is one of the most respected Marines I've ever served with. I, I the only thing I wish I could have done is served under him in combat. Uh, he retired as a first sergeant, but uh, he was a warrior's warrior, a Marine's Marine. Um, and uh, he, he, he squared me away when I need squared away. And, uh, and I was a young third-class corpsman at the time, and, and uh, I needed all right, all right. <laughs> so motivation. We'll get into some more of your career later. I, I'm really interested to hear from a Mr. Bloom right now, Mr. Matt Bloom, who served uh, in the Marine Corps. What, what was, what was your experience like, you know, cause every, we're all riflemen, right? We're all Marine riflemen at, at heart, but every Marine's experience is different based on, you know, time, serve, MOS, all that stuff, man. Yeah. My, my, uh, mine wasn't too crazy. Um, I went in later. I was 21 when I enlisted. Uh, I was, uh, commuting, uh, to college, uh, Penn state branch campus here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I didn't have any direction at all. I mean, I had, you know, Buzz went and got in trouble and scared straight. And me, I just wandered around for three years, not knowing what the hell I wanted to do. Um, I started at Penn State for business, switched to engineering, and then finally switched to criminal justice because I, I just had no clue. Um, so I enlisted uh, in the reserves here. There's a, a military police unit here in Pittsburgh. Um oh. No, it's not as bad as you think. So our unit is, uh, it was not a garrison unit. We all did uh, field operations. Uh, so we never wrote tickets. We didn't do any, like, I couldn't tell you, like, someone asked me, like, what's a 10 code? I'm like, I don't know what the hell a 10 code is. What the fuck is that? Um, so we all did, you know, route reconnaissance, prisoner detainee stuff. I mean, we, we did all that. We were in the field. Um, so I enlisted went to wait, 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 MPs go to the field. No. Not the one, not the ones in Yuma, Arizona. Trust me. 
They didn't go in the field. We did an AT in Huma, Arizona. I want to say 2000, summer of 2000, I went to Huma. And they sprayed us with uh, OC spray in the middle of uh, 110, 115 degree weather. I'm like, I would not, thank you for not being Garrison MP because I would never do this. I'd quit. You know, I'm out. If this is what it's like. These guys riding around on bicycles and saluting every car that comes through. I'm like, no, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> All right. So, but, uh, you know, I had a, a good experience in our unit. Um, we had a really good I and I staff, which is active duty side. Uh, every uh, reserve unit has an active duty uh, part that lines up their training gear, all that kind of stuff. And we were fortunate. We got to, uh, we went to Estonia, Greece, Thailand, Japan, Norway. I mean, our unit traveled quite a bit for uh, field operations training. Uh, so I was pretty fortunate in that aspect. And then, um, you know, come uh, the big drawdown in Iraq, uh, we got activated and we attached to a CSSB out of Camp Lejeune. Um, we was there for the initial push, uh, mop level four, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, you know, you go through the, the briefings where 15% of you are gonna die in the first week and all this other kind of crazy stuff. Um, and I think I was what, 24 at that time or something. And you know, this, it kind of is very eye-opening to what shit, I gotta get my life together here because I'm just, bouncing around and not having a clue um and then after that deployment we uh we came home and met buzz actually buzz helped us out in lejeune when we came back he attached to our unit as an ini corpsman and uh got us squared away there it's a pretty good story and then um it was uh we had the birthday ball as marines know on uh the weekend on november 10th it was actually I think we had it on the 10th and then next day was veterans day it was a monday and we got called from our unit said, hey, we're getting activated again. And uh, uh, Buzz has quite the stories about uh, getting to go with us because they weren't going to let him go with us at the time. And uh, so we deployed a second time. And Buzz and I and our platoon, uh, you know, great unit, great platoon, though. I mean, we, we were sent down to Fallujah and we're part of uh, Operation Phantom Fury uh, in November of uh, 04. So... Uh, we spent some time down there and, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I would go back with those guys in a heartbeat. Uh, I think, you know, as Marines, is, you know, it's a very tight brotherhood. And those were lessons and experiences that I've taken with me and I use today in my daily life as a police officer. And, um, you know, it's nothing I would regret, regret or I would do it again in a heartbeat. So came back and uh, finished all my eight years uh, with the Corps and turned down OCS to uh, not the delight of my uh, commanding officer. So um, I figured it was, what's that? For me, because I remember putting that damn package together for you, sweetheart. Oh. I know. I, uh, we, had, uh, we had four business days to put, uh, the OCS package is probably, you know, you put it all together, it's a half inch thick of paperwork. And, uh, yeah, we had, what, four business days to put it together and went on terminal leave, which is, you know, vacation more or less. And they called me and, hey, your seat, your school date's October. I'm like, no, it's not. And this was in August. I'm like, now nah, I'm getting out. <laughs> so ended up getting out after eight years. And, uh, yeah, here we are. All right. So you guys served together. And, 
you know, uh, talking to a lot of veterans who start either a nonprofit, they start a business, they start a brand, uh, they go into things they know and love, so on and so forth. What happened? I'm trying to get some context and some history around what got you three together. You guys obviously knew each other from serving together, but what was it that in your mind said, we need to do something to write this book? Because this just didn't come in a vacuum. There, there had to be some events or some experiences that led you three to say, we're drawing the line and saying, we're going to do this thing. We're going to start doing this. And these principles need to be talked about. Yeah, um, I'll start and I'll let Buzz finish. Um, Bennis and I uh, and Buzz have always kept in contact. Bennis is very entrepreneurial. He's done some startups. He loves business aspect. And he had written a book called Mental Health Emergencies. Um, and he uh, had me read that and you know do a review. And I was like, this is great. We should do something military related. And he's like, send me something. I was like, all right, whatever, Nick. You know, he's kind of one of those guys you don't want to gaff off, but you're like, whatever, you just flown. And uh, Buzz and I worked at the VA hospital together from 2007 till 13. Um, and then when I became a social worker, Buzz and I both worked in the uh, Operation Enduring Freedom Clinic. And I think what drove us to do it is because we were seeing some of the level of disgust not in care no i mean we're not you know we could sit here and people want to bash the va whatever i get my care there to this day um but we saw the flip side of it and you know as a marine and buzz knows this as being you know fleet marine force for so many years uh on the green side that you know you have an esprit de corps you have these core values that are inside you and we were finding that when people were discharged they forgot all that and then they come to the VA and they become entitled and they become, you know, belligerent and, you know, just stuff like that. Not everyone. I mean, you have your 10%, right? You have your 10% anywhere, bad cashiers, bad doctors, what have you. But we were finding that there was this huge disconnect between the veterans and the VA and, you know, getting help in general outside of the VA. And some of that grew into frustration and we kind of were like, we got to do something to help people, to help people help themselves. Not the genuine self-help book, like you said, that, hey, read this book and you're gonna be better. And no, we're not of a mind to believe that if you read something, some fairy comes down and you're automatically healed. Like, it's a lifetime process. So I think those experiences and frustrations drove us to put this together. Um, I'd finally reached out to Nick and gave him a little bit of content of uh, some direction. Um, he said, we need more. And then uh, he mentioned Buzz. I mentioned Buzz. Buzz finally agreed. I mean, it was like pulling teeth. Well, after the officer package, uh, yeah. he might not have been as motivated. You would have thought he was getting the silver bullet or something like that. He was like, God, come on, man. Just give us an answer. But uh uh, we, we pulled him in and, uh, you know, we had three of us online doing a Google doc. Um, we had some outside help with Ben Biddick and, uh, Carol Richmond who helped us, uh, translate our stories into English. Um, and, uh, it just came together on a Google doc. So well, there's a will, there's a way. 
So what, what was your involvement, Buzz, with this? Well, initially, like I said, you know, when they approached me and, and, and I love Nick as well. And, but, you know, I always, you know, I used to call Nick, you know, you're, you know, I always thought he was a shyster. Like, you know, it's like that used car salesman. I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ, dude, what, you know, what, what are you calling me about now? You know, what, 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 you know, how are we going to make, you know, millions now, blah, 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 that kind of good stuff. And, and, uh, you know, so I kind of, I kind of, uh, I probably gaffed him off a little bit, to be honest with you. And, and he's not the kind of guy you gaff off because he just keeps coming. He's relentless, you know, similar to me, just in different ways. Uh, you know, and then I talked to Matt a little bit about it and some ideas about it. And, um, you know, but I was, you know, my, my concern was, is, you know, I had a lot going on to VA. I was, you know, I was, I was an advocate, you know, Matt was a social worker in the clinic. I was an, an advocate outside the walls of the VA. So my role was, you know, to be in the community, you know, tracking these guys and gals down who were struggling, who were, you know, dealing with whatever they were dealing with and facing whatever demons they were facing with. And I, and I worked at the, at the, the vision level, which in Marine Corps speak is kind of like the regimental battalion level, you know, for a certain geographical region. So, you know, the, so there's, there was 10 facilities in that region. So, you know, kind of like that's your company level guys, you know, so I was, you know, I was busy. I was all over the place. You know, there was two of us doing a job. And we were covering the entire western market of the state of Pennsylvania, you know, into eastern Ohio, as well as the northern tier of West Virginia. Uh, so there was a lot going on. We were busy. Our caseloads were crazy. You know, and Matt was calling every day and the other social workers on the team were calling every day saying, hey, we found, you know, we're, we're struggling with this guy or he's struggling or this gal is having an issue or, you know, we have someone who's in crisis. And, you know, and I was just busy. So I kind of just... Uh, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. I, my concern was, is I wasn't sure that I could, you know, dedicate the amount of time that it was going to take to do this. I mean, I, didn't, I had never written a book before. I mean, I, you know, I don't even know if I could do make a coloring book, let alone write a damn book, you know? So, you know, I, I, you know, I eventually agreed, you know, but my concern was, it's like, listen, you know, I mean, this sounds like it's a lot of work and not that I'm afraid of hard work. I'm certainly not. And it's not like it's hard work you know, physical hard work, it's mental hard work, you know, it, it's, it, it's, there's a lot of thought that's got to come into it. I'm a hyper guy. I don't sit still very often, as you can probably see in the picture. Um, so my concern was, is, am I going to be able to do this mentally? Am I going to be able to do this? And, uh, but I eventually agreed. And, you know, and then it was like, oh, Jesus, what did I get myself into? You know, I'd get an email from, from Nick or from the publisher saying, hey, uh, you know, I need 180 words on, whatever, you know, in two days, I'm like hundred and you know, what, you know, what, what do you want me to say? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. I don't even know how to write, you know, I, you know, it's, and I'm not even going to make fun of you guys in the crayons because that's something new. I was an old school Marine Corps, but all that crayon stuff, but you know, it's, I'm like, I don't know how to hell to write. I don't know what to write. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a dumbass from Philadelphia. Um, but, you know, like Matt said, I, you know, I spent a little bit of time with Ben Biddick and we talked a little bit about, you know, some of the things that we were doing at the VA and some of the things that, you know, were important to us, at, you know, as a team. And, you know, he kind of started the ball rolling, started to get my, uh, my gears rolling. And then when I started working with Carol Rich and it, as Matt had said, you know, I would spend hours on the phone with her just talking. You know, tell me about, you know, tell me about this. Tell me about that. You know, explain this to me. 
and we would talk and, you know, I guess she recorded it. I don't know. I, you know, cause if not, she's genius. She really were, was able to help me put things into words that I couldn't on my own. Um, so she really kind of guided me through a lot of the process as well as Ben did. And, um, you know, and it just kind of led to where we are now and, and the book. And I was like, Oh wow, that, that's, you know, that story I told you, man, that that's, that's what that means or that's how that comes out. But in all seriousness, it just, uh, my not wanting to commit initially was, was certainly uh, selfish on my part. I was just, my concern was, is I could not uh, dedicate the amount of time that I thought was needed. And, and it was time consuming. There was a lot of late nights. There was a lot of uh, really thinking through things and coming up with, you know, answers and phone calls and, and, and you know, with Matt and Nick and, and Carol and Ben, you know, and then you had to get up in the morning and go do your regular job, you know, and that might be chasing a veteran, you know, somewhere, you know, working with a veteran who was homeless under a bridge or working with a veteran who was incarcerated because he got in trouble for whatever, um, you know, as well as getting them to engage in, in, in the VA, which um, a lot of them aren't doing. Right, right. So let's talk about the book now, which is really, you know, um, I got the book from, from, from you all and, and read through it. And there's 11 virtues you all discuss and again, this is not, and I'll tell people, and I've told people, this is not like your typical military book where it's rah, rah, you know, we, 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 we it was, you know, two of us against, so, you know, 200 people, you know, we, 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 you know, swam with an Alice pack on for eight hours. This is, this is not that book. And it had a very um, profound impact on me, but this this is a, a more of a guidebook around the virtues. I'm going to read the virtues off real quick, and then I'm going to dive into some of the things I have curiosity about. Number one, uh, discipline, prudence, temperance, charity, fortitude, decisiveness, hope, bearing, which is important for Marines, justice, faith, which is important now, and resilience, which is truly like applies to like right now. But the way this book is, is laid out, the way you've laid this out is there's, there's, you have the, the enemy, the nine line, and the sit rep for each chapter or each virtue you talk about. And, and I kind of want to have you guys speak to how to use this because I had to read this through like three times to really make it flow. Not because I couldn't understand it, but I'm like, okay, this is, this is something that I need to understand what they were trying to do here. Instead of just blowing through this and writing some copy to, you know, rep it, I wanted to really understand what the toolbox I was getting into was about. And when I started breaking it down by the enemy, which is, you know, certain parts of things that people struggle with, the nine line, and then the sit rep, which is kind of like the follow up, this really clicked for me. So I was just curious if you guys would talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Um, so, we didn't want to do traditional self-help and we just didn't want to do veteran story content. I mean, Buzz and I aren't the most uh, cool people to talk about. I mean, you know, Buzz more so than, you know, Buzz is a pretty cool guy, a lot cooler than me, a lot cooler than Nick, but we didn't want to, we didn't want to fill it up with a hundred percent of this is what I did in the military. Look at me, blah, blah, blah. So, we decided on with help with the publishers that it would be 70% contextual information about each virtue 
sprinkled in with about 30% of our uh, experiences in the military that directly relate to each virtue. Um, and that's where a lot of the part the Buzz and I came in with sprinkling our stories and experiences. Well, then we had to find a way to, you know, because not everyone's a veteran, you know, 1% of the population are veterans. We wanted this not to be veteran centric. We wanted it to be everyone centric. So the purpose of the sit rep and the nine nine and the enemy was to give people the ability to put everything in the context to normal civilian life. Um, with the nine line, um, you know, from the military, you have your nine line for your medevacs, and there's nine pieces of information. What we did with that is we used it as, okay, we just explained discipline through X amount of chapters. Well, now we're giving you nine steps that you can take to practice discipline on your own in the world on your own time. And we did that for each virtue because we wanted to give people, okay, here's some historical information and stories about discipline, but how do you apply it? Like that was a lot of the problem that we see with self-help books. Go see a doctor, go take medication, love your family, go to a job and blah, blah, blah. And you'll be fine. You're healed. We want people to take in their own lives into their hand, own hands, more or less, and be invested in themselves and work on their own time. I'm not a fast learner, you know, so whatever I need to do in my life might take me six months, where it might take you or Buzz three months, and so on and so forth. So this book allows people to dive into a virtue if they're struggling with it, like, man, you know, I'm really struggling with my faith, or man, I want to really quit this job and I'll dive into resilience today. This book allows you to pick each virtue on your own time. Like you kind of said, you three, four times to dive through it to kind of get the gist of it. That's exactly what we wanted for the readers to do, to pick apart, okay, what do I need to work on today? Or what am I struggling with? And you can go back and reference it and read it. You'd be like, you know what? I'm not really practicing this step today. I'm going to put some more emphasis and focus on this in my life and see how I can make improvements. And then I can go back and look at the sit rep or the enemy context of the book. You'd be like, you know what? That's exactly what I was going through. I beat the enemy and this is where I'm at now. And that's what we wanted people to focus on. Not necessarily, you know, read the book from, you know, front cover to back cover and put it on a shelf and like, I'm good. This is like you said, a guidebook or a roadmap that you can pick up anytime, reference it and keep learning. No, that's exactly how I felt. Uh, I, I, I've come, because I've come, I'm, I'm putting this up here, I've come back to this several times with things with, um, you know, life, work, uh, just doing this uh, video podcast now, or, or talking to some other, you know, military guy, Marine Corps brother about what's going on. And, and it's, it's like a, it's like a toolbox that I have, and I can reach into this, my toolbox and grab this tool. And then there's uh, a little kitten here that tells me, you know, how to do it. And, and it's really laid out well in that respect. So I just, I think it's important to talk about it. Um, you know, but, but Buzz. Trial, before you go on, I'm sorry. I don't, we're, we're not downplaying the need for doctors or medication or anything. No, not, no. Like you just said, this is an extra tool that people can practice daily on their own outside of an office or in conjunction with medication and so on and so forth to better their life. Absolutely. <laughs> he always answers, 
You know, when, when people ask that, but he always answers that, that extremely well. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think, you know, a, a couple of the interviews I've done, you know, you know, it's people ask me, I said, you know, what do I want people to take from the book? And, and I agreed it. I don't think it's, it's a book that you, you know, you necessarily read cover to cover. You certainly can. Uh, but I think it's one of those books where you can have it and you can utilize, it's kind of like my green monster that I still carry to this day with me. Uh, that, you know, I, I, it, yeah, it's, I still out. have one, believe it or not. And, I, and believe it or not, they are in the VA system. So I can get you one if you need one, but you know, I carry that to all my meetings and, and, and I have it with me and I, I, I have the one that I carried through my tour, uh, in Iraq with Matt, with me, with all the information and, and probably stuff that's, you know, I don't know. Probably should have wow. been declassified, but I still have it, uh, you know, and it's in my footlocker. But I mean, I, I think this book is a book that you can take with you and, and you know, you, you can utilize it at, at difficult periods of your life, or at, at times of struggle, at times when you're when maybe something is not going well and, and you know, you're struggling in life in general. You know, you're having a problem at work. You're having a problem at home. You're having a, just just any sort of problem. I think there's some of the virtues in there can help you and guide you through some of those issues and some of those problems, um, you know, problems you're you're struggling with. I mean, it really uh, can help guide you and get you through some of those things. I mean, because it's hard to some you know say you know well, well what does fortitude mean or what is you know like you said uh, you know resilience mean how, you know how do I utilize them in my everyday life. And, and, and even at times I had to sit down and think about it like, Oh, okay. That, that makes sense to me. Or I can do that. And I can say, you know what, you know, and if I continue to work at it and continue to get better and, and work towards it, it, it's, it's, I'm going to be okay. Um, you know, it's doing the right thing at the right time, doing the right thing when maybe everyone, you know, isn't paying attention. I mean, it's, these are things that hopefully the book will help get you through, will help guide you through. Like I said, I'm not saying it's it's the answer for everything. I mean, but I think it's something that you can utilize and uh, and and can help you out. So, in some ways, you both have already answered my my next thing. I kind of want to dive into is, you know, we're in a situation in the world with this COVID nineteen uh, scenarios and the pandemic, and you know, is it real? Is it not? You know, what do you do? What do you not do? And people people are not reacting to this like I thought they would. Uh, maybe, maybe my thought was, you know, we're going to be like we were in World War I and World War II and, you know, come together and, and fight this thing. And it does not seem to be going that way. Just my view, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm too off the mark. But one of the things that kind of stood out was the whole chapter on resilience here really talks about how to take things that you don't know or things that are affecting you that you don't really understand and find that inner course to move through them. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, how can somebody picking this up again, this is the war, the warrior's book of virtues. How can people just pick this up and start very slowly getting help from this book? I mean, I know you guys have kind of answered that, but you know, if we could dive into it just a bit deeper, I think. Matthew, you want it? Um, so like we just said, we can go from virtue to virtue and, and read uh, at our own pace and, you know, like you said, one topic at a time. So I think for someone who just buys this book off the top, 
and looks at it. Um, we have really good forward. Uh, we have a really good roadmap that explains the layout of the book. Um, but then they should just dive into whichever uh, virtue suits them at that time. Uh, me personally, I would suggest for everyone to read Discipline first. Uh, that is the first virtue we talk about, and this is the hallmark of the Marine Corps. I think it's the hallmark of uh, anyone to be successful in life. If you're not disciplined, then you're kind of just, you know, your your life is complete chaos, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, with given the current climate, I think resilience is very important. Um, and to kind of translate that into what's going on now, and, and I kind of would second your opinion that I would thought, everyone would come together uh, and, you know, kind of like we saw in our generation with 9-11. Um, I, I think uh, to an extent, and I'm not diagnosing us, but I think our society has a bit of ADD, uh, attention deficit disorder, ADHD, to where, you know, in that first week or so of quarantine, it was kind of cool to be quarantined. You know, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take care of my kids. Um, I'm going to do my part and help out uh, so other people don't get sick. And I think that, that luster wore off really, really quick, whether it's for financial hardships with everyone, you know, a lot of people losing their jobs um, or impatience with, you know, when is this going to be over? Um, but we kind of lost our focus a little bit. And I think, you know, as you touched on resilience, being resilient is able to push through those tar hard times and to keep going, stay focused on the task at hand. Um, and I think for people, if they pick up and they read the book, they're going to see that. And, you know, we do provide information and stories from personal uh, things that have happened in our lives that will help them understand and put things into perspective. You know, on a daily basis, uh, you know, I have a girlfriend and we don't live together. And, you know, she was, uh, you know, her father was in the military um, uh, and uh, she wasn't alive for him to go away for more than two weeks. Um, and, you know, she's like every day, this is rough. This is rough. I'm like, you know what? You know, I empathize with you. I said, I'd rather you vent to me because for me, this is fine. Like, this is like a deployment. Like, this is an easy deployment, you know? Um, and a lot of people are like, well, the news said this and the news said that. I'm like, this is like, this is genuinely what happens in the military. It's not if something happens, it's when it's going to happen. And the plan you got from your company commander is going to change 10 times before you execute it. Uh, and I'm putting that lightly. It's probably more like 15, 20 times. Um, you know, and it's hard for people to kind of put that in perspective unless they've been through this type of situation like we were in the military. Um, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people can gain some confidence and understanding uh, with the information we have in the book, you know. Buzz and I kind of struggled at first to kind of, you know, we do have social media outlets for the book. Um, and we didn't want to get too wrapped up into, you know, pushing the book per se. And I don't think that's what we're even doing now. I think with this conversation, we're, we're comforting people and educating people to, take uh, stock in themselves and to find out what works for them. Um, but I think, like you said, that given the present climate, it is time to talk more at hand for people to understand that, hey, these resources are out there. Take a look at it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then move on. Um, but I'd, I'd be hard pressed for someone to, to read our book 
and not be able to take at least one or a couple of things from it that would actually help them out today. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it certainly helped me through some of the things I was going through the last year and uh, just normal day to day stuff and how to, I mean, you know, both you, both of you gentlemen who serve in the, you know, Navy Marine Corps mindset, the first thing we learn in boot camp is know yourself and seek self improvement. And this book forced me to improve certain areas of my life that weren't like catastrophic failures, but definitely needed some attention. So I think it does work. Um, is there a way people can contact, you know, reach out to you or, or reach out to, you know, where the book is? Um, I'm just asking, is like there a website for the book or anything like that? Where, where is that website, Matt? We, we're, <laughs> yeah, we, haven't, we haven't set up the website per se. Um, we have uh, the title of the book on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we have set up uh, messaging and emails on the um, Facebook page. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've had some messages, but honestly, I would encourage people uh, Buzz and I and, and Nick uh, uh, all have access to the social media pages as administrators. If someone needs to reach out, if they want to talk, if they have a question, if they have any kind of comments, uh, definitely reach us on our social media pages. Like I said, it's on Instagram, it's the Warriors Book of Virtues, and on Facebook, it's the same thing uh, if they search it. And uh, yeah, they can reach out to us anytime. I'll have the links to all those uh, social media outlets in the descriptions for uh this this podcast and the video on the video feeds for oscar mike radio so you'll be able to click right there uh gentlemen um it's my understanding looking at it uh that this is on amazon i'll have that link as well and it's 10.99 for your kindle and 14.99 for the hardback and i i'm going to hear it already well that's a lot of money well no no if you can buy starbucks three three times a week or go to, you know, the liquor store right now and get yourself some liquid courage. You can take the time to buy this bad boy. So um, I, I just, again, I just thought that, uh, and again, people, for, for those of you who didn't know, is I, I got this when it came out. I, I got this book when it came out. And we never, we tried, we certainly did. We, we talked about it and we tried to get it working out and, and one thing the other got in the way. And then this just kind of opened up over the last month to do it at this time. And it's really kind of appropriate that it worked out this way. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's funny. It really is. It's kind of serious, but really kind of funny too. And I think that's that ability to be resilient. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll let Buzz go on with that. And there's been a couple of things that have happened within the last week uh, and last month as far as the book. Um, that Buzz and I and Nick have had the opportunity to share stories or even offer support uh, to local veterans. Um, and, you know, at first when you get involved in something like this, you want to you wanna do it now. You know, this not that I'm sick of this hurry up and wait stuff that I had to deal with in the military. Um, but as we've waited, you know, these opportunities have flourished into something really, really positive. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and in light of, you know, the current world climate and this pandemic that we're dealing with now, uh, you know, people are frightened, people are scared, people are afraid of the unknown. They don't know. No one really knows. Or at least we don't know who knows what or doesn't know what. Uh, so, so, I mean, you know, you have to be resilient. You know, it, it's, you know, you can't look to say, you know, 
we can blame this person or we can blame this country or we can blame that and say, hey, that's the reason we are in what we are in or we don't have enough, uh, you know, ventilators here. And, you know, New York City is, you know, now has, you know, so many cases and, and, and people are frightened and scared and, you know, we're on lockdown. You know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I mean, you know, really, you know, I, I tell people, I mean, just, you know, Listen to what you're being told. You know, I, I, I'm part of the incident command for the West Palm Beach VA down here. I, I, I do, I'm the liaison officer, so I do all the morning situation briefs. Uh, it's doom and gloom. It's, it's the worst of the worst. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, every morning I, I get the pleasure of, put, you know, spending, you know, a couple hours on the CDC websites and all the media outlets and, you know, the Department of Health. And I get all this information and all these numbers and I look at and I think, my God, we're at this number. You know, we just surpassed 100,000 dead. New York City has this. I'm looking at the estimates and when it's going to peak and when it's going to do this and that. And there's nothing that says, hey, it's getting better or it's getting worse or, 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 or any of that, you know. But, it, you know, you just continue to go through. You continue to press forward. Uh, you continue to hope. You continue to, you know, whatever your faith is, you, you utilize your faith. Uh, you, you know, you, it's, it's difficult. I mean, and I think it's, once again, I think it's fear of the unknown. I think, I think nobody knows where this is going to take us, how long it's going to take. You know, I read somewhere today that the, uh, governor of Texas plans on opening up the state next week. Well, you know, I, I don't know if that's the right answer or the wrong answer. And I, and I don't know that I'm the person to say whether it is or isn't. Uh, you know, then you have Governor Cuomo in New York City who, you know, is saying what he's saying, uh, you know, and, and the governor here in Florida is under pressure because he opened churches for Easter tomorrow. Well, I, yeah, once again, I, you know, to me, you're being told social distancing should help. It is helping. We're, we're getting, you know, we're learning more from it. So to me, if the governor's, you know, if, if you want it, if you as an adult or a responsible human being, you know, wants to, to go into mass or into a church or into a public location, even though you're being advised, maybe it's better that you don't, you know, at some point you have to make the decision, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, it, it's, I mean, we're, we're adults, you know, we, you know, for us who have been in the, not, that doesn't mean because I'm in the military, I can make a wiser decision or, you know, or the wrong, right or wrong, but uh, you know, it's, you know, do what you think is right for you, but, but listen to what people are saying, take the advice of what people are saying, and then you make a judgment. Um, you know, we, we, we want to, we want to force blame on other people and say, it's this person's fault or that person's fault. Not to repeat myself, but, um, you know, it's, we're going to get through this. Um, you know, it's, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are sick and a lot of people that are losing their lives. Um, but we're going to get through this and, I really believe that uh, it's, it's going to change how we operate for a lot of things. I mean, uh, you know, I can tell you from a VA standpoint, I don't know that we'll never operate the way we were operating prior to this pandemic. Um, there's things that we were trying to do as, as a VA system, and, and now we're doing them because we were almost forced to do them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's the same in the private sector as well. I mean, it's, you know, hey, uh, you can do virtual appointments. You can do these things. These, you know, it'll work. I mean, if you don't have to come in, don't come in. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't know, but I think that if you utilize to go back to the book, 
there are things in the book that will help you get through this. Uh, like I said, and it's not, you know, you could read a couple pages, you could read a nine line or the situation report, um, you know, or the, uh, I mean, it'll, it'll get you through some things, might put your mind at ease a little bit. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you don't have to be someone who spent 22 years in the military or someone who was in a combat environment or anything like that. That's, that's not necessarily what, you know, what this is for. So. Right. Well, gents, I, I just, again, I want to thank you for, um, you know, coming on and talking to me during this time and offering those uh, words of, of, of true comfort and hope right now. And, you know, rather than, than try to make this like, you know, a, a promotion, I think this has been a valuable conversation. Um, I just want to close with that. You know, I looked at it for me when I read this through the third time through is no matter what virtue I read, uh, I would say to people watching this and to you all that I got out of it that at the end of the day, I controlled how I use a virtue to, to, you know, add to my life. I control how I react to situation. I control how I interact with people. And sometimes I lose sight of that. And it really, you know, in, in, in a way like that good NCO or staff NCO kind of giving you the what for, I allow the book to kind of, you know, you know, guide me. So for that, I, I am truly thankful. And I think people will get a lot out of it. And I just want to say thanks again for coming on Oscar Mike Radio. Yeah, thank you, Travis. Appreciate it, man. Travis, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you do. It's great to finally uh, sit down and talk with you other than uh, on the line. So. Absolutely. So folks, this is number 192 coming to a close. You'll have all the links to uh, the Warriors Book of Virtues. Please check it out on Amazon.com. We are locked through lunch.